I'm Rachel Grimm, and welcome to the podcast with all your mind. I'm here to help us understand the Bible with cultural and historical context, linguistic info, and other cool stuff. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Rachel, and this is with all your mind, and it's a a welcome back to me too, because I had just started recording and my computer was like, hey, now is a great time to do that restart that we told you about. Remember that last time when you picked 2 a.m. to restart your laptop, but then you also had your laptop off at 2 a.m.? Now we're going to do it. <laughs> so I'm just starting this all over again because, um, yeah, I procrastinated. That's that's the moral of the story. Don't procrastinate on your laptop. Okay, so today we're going to do a really random episode, which I'm sorry to disappoint you if you were hoping for some real meaty biblical stuff. We're going to do something that I did in the last season, and I thought, you know what, I better do it for this season as well. I might as well do it every season. Talk about why do I have this podcast and what is the goal for the podcast, because I think it's a pretty important goal. It's kind of a goal that I'm always striving for in life. And yeah, you should know what it is. <laughs> okay. And I also figured it was a good time to do it because we're almost halfway through the season and it's New Year's Day. So what better time to talk about purpose and goals than New Year's Day, right? It's not a resolution. It's what has already been resolved, I guess. But it's kind of just what I end up doing in life because that's how God wired my brain. So whether I like it or not, or whether anybody else likes it or not, it's kind of what I end up doing. So I started to do this podcast from my living room floor a year ago, because I'm a teacher. I like to teach. But with two little boys and post pandemic, I didn't have a committed teaching role. A little bit of a background. Um, I first started out in teaching when my first teaching boss gave me the job. Uh, She asked me to please be a teacher because I came into her office to interview to be a volunteer tutor for ESL students, for immigrants and refugees. And she looked at me and she's like, you want to teach? And I was like, not really. And she's like, come on, it'll be fun. And she took me to a class that she had been teaching because she didn't have enough teachers. And I thought, hmm, I can do this. Do you know why I thought I could do this? My confidence was not terribly high. There was one student in the class and she was awesome and super easy to teach. And I thought, I can, I, I, I can do this. So I was lured into teaching by my now good friend, Sarah. I didn't ever really want to be a teacher. And then I started teaching and I was like, I, this is, this is my jam. This is what I do. This is what I want to be doing. And I still have a hard time because I'm not a typical K through 12 teacher. I really enjoy teaching adults. And so if people try to push me into a K through 12 or even younger preschool baby teacher, I'm like, ah, not really my thing. But that's how I started. I taught ESL for five years. I tutored um, humanities uh, at a community college for five-ish years. And then I taught in public schools as a substitute teacher, and I also taught at the university level for a little bit. So I have a lot of really random teaching experience. And then I also taught Bible studies for a couple of years. But with kids and post-pandemic, I wasn't sure where or how or what 
to teach. And I was like, I can't teach outside the home right now. It's just a little bit too difficult. And so I didn't have a committed teaching role. So I kind of made my own with the podcast. And as things slowly progressed with it, I realized that there was always a theme running through everything I did. And it's kind of the theme of my life. I don't learn, you know, people say, are you a visual learner or an auditory learner? And I'm, I'm like, no, <laughs> not really either one. I'm a principal learner. If I don't know the principle behind something, I'm lost. And I will ask you questions until I can figure out what is the principle that you're talking about? What is the backbone of the idea that you're talking about? And why are we talking about it? Once I get there, I'm good. I can teach that thing. I can understand that thing. I can support that thing. But until I get to the principle, I just don't honestly care all that much. So I'm really, um, I'm not the best student sometimes because I can be really nitpicky and demanding in communication. Um, but I think that makes me a, a better teacher because I know what's the core principles that we're talking about. And that's where I always want to end up with what I teach. So with that in mind, the major goal of the podcast is to confirm or establish or sometimes reestablish faith in the Bible. Because we can often let little doubts go unassessed or unconfronted. We just don't pay attention to them or push them away. And they end up becoming major doubts. You know, little tiny things can either pile up or, and this is a gross analogy, but kind of like a tick that burrows into the skin and nastiness, right? So a little problem becoming a big problem. So it's important to confront those little doubts because there's often a principle behind them of a principle that you're doubting or something like that. Another one is that we can often let tradition define our faith for us instead of settling it unconditionally by knowing truth and how to understand truth and to use it in logical ways. It's great to know truth, but if you don't know how to apply that truth in a logical way, in a way that is consistent and consistent with other truths, it's twisted. We end up twisting it, okay? So not letting tradition define us too much. Traditions can be good. I, I'm not a traditional person, and so I'm, I can undervalue tradition sometimes. And so the way I kind of talk myself into caring about tradition a little bit more is to remember that God put traditions in the Bible. He instituted feast days and holy days for the children of Israel so that they would have a pattern to their lives and traditions give us patterns to our lives. So tradition is good, but letting tradition define the faith is not so good. And lastly, we can often avoid hard questions by hiding in general truths or twisting the conversation until it's more comfortable. <laughs> I'm sure we're all guilty of all of these things at least a little bit. But the goal of the podcast is to confront hard truths, to confront doubts, to dig around behind tradition and see is what be is behind it worthwhile? Is it just a fun tradition? Or does it actually do some damage by misleading or hiding or confusing 
the truth. Okay, so goal of the podcast is to confront hard truths, to discover or rediscover what the Bible actually says, what it actually is, and what it actually means without over-relying on tradition, denominational leanings, like what your church generally says, and you kind of just lean on that because, well, they say it's true, so it must be true, without relying on our feelings or what we want to be true. (laughs) And that can be a hard one because we don't always know what we want to be true. So you kind of have to know what you want and then what's true, and then be able to differentiate between them. So doing all of those things, not relying on tradition, not relying on feelings, not relying on uh, what our denomination says, but actually knowing what the Bible says will be far safer and more fulfilling and truthful than anything else. Now, sometimes that's hard to do because we're always looking at the Bible through some sort of lens or another, right? The books that we read come from a source, and that source has its own leanings. So there is no pure, 100% way to objectively find truth, right? Except straight from God and what he says to us. So everything that I read has a, a leaning, a tendency, a lens that they look at things through. So what I try to do is find more objective things, ones that are a little bit more clearly objective, and then try to read a variety of things so that I can kind of sift through and find out what those principles are, right? So my goal, again, (laughs) because the goal was to confront hard truths, but my goal for you and me is that we can understand the Bible for all that it is and means without closing our eyes to anything. God created intelligence, and when we have it, I think he intends for us to use it, right? If you have intelligence and know you can think about stuff, use it. So that's my goal. If God created intelligence, he wants us to use it. And that's something that I really love about God is that he gave us intelligence and he gave us creativity And if he wants us to use it, that means he gives us a certain amount of freedom to use it. And that's the only reason that I'm okay with doing this podcast is because before I did it, I thought, why? Why should I bother making another podcast when I know there's literally millions out there? And I looked it up and a year and a half ago or whenever it was that I started looking into this, it gave me a certain number that there's literally millions of podcasts. And I'm like, I don't want to just be another voice on the internet. That sounds like the worst thing ever. But, and I really felt like God was saying, do you want to do this? Because I'm okay with it if you do it. I think it would be a good thing. Do it if you want to. And it was kind of one of those things that I could create something and be creative with it, and use intelligence with it, and it could do some good, and God was for it because he likes creativity and intelligence, and I know it's helped people, so as long as it's doing some good, and God's happy with it, I'm good, so there, that's, (laughs) I'll keep on going until one of those things changes. So here's a disclaimer for you, because the goal is to understand the Bible and therefore to know God better, to be able to understand him better and be closer to him by understanding his word better, what he says to us and how he expresses himself to us. 
So my disclaimer is, if anything that I say leads you to doubt God, or doubt the Bible, or feel that it is less important, or less trustworthy, that's not what I'm intending. And maybe you should email me to voice any concerns because I do not want to lead to any doubt. That's the opposite of what I want to do. Sometimes I'll talk about controversial things because I don't want us to close our eyes to anything. But if it leads you to doubt beyond what you're able to handle, that's a different thing, right? I want us to nudge us towards confronting things and learning things that maybe we've been uncomfortable looking at before, but not to doubt to a point of insecurity with your relationship with God or with the Bible. So email me if that's helpful, but having that amount of doubt might be an indicator that there are other doubts that you might have that you need to deal with than just other than just what I bring up. So you might want to take an inventory of what you believe about God and where you have blind spots or misunderstandings or simply don't want to believe something, right? It's always good to recognize where we would prefer to believe something different rather than what is actually true. Okay, so here's my last point. Just a couple of weeks ago, I think, I read an article about how Gen Z workers are seen as lazy. And it isn't every generation seen as lazy at some point. But Gen Z workers, and I had to look up because I couldn't remember, Gen Z is people born between about 1995 or so until about 2010 or so. So that, this is 2023, that would be people in high school, college, and just coming out of college right now. And so they're coming into the workforce and people are seeing them as being lazy. But this article was defending them, basically. It was trying to bridge this understanding gap between Gen Z and millennials and Gen X and baby boomers, right? So that's the the four that we have the most of right now. Baby boomers, older than I think 1970 or so. Gen X, 1970 to about 1980 something. Um, I'm right on the bridge of Gen X and millennial. Millennial is early 80s to about 1995. And then Gen Z, which this article was talking about, 1995 to about 2010. So like I said, just coming into the workforce or in high school or on the younger end in the workforce. So they were talking about how Gen Z workers are seen as lazy, but, and this is what the article was saying, they are simply rejecting general truths and general ideals held by older generations. And they gave a couple of examples for ideals that are taken for granted by older generations. And one of them would be that working in the office as opposed to working remotely would be more effective. And so these older generations, and by older, I just mean anything older than Gen Z, would say, you need to work in the office. You're not as effective at home. And Gen Z would hear a general truth that wasn't applicable to them. And so they just aren't accepting this as truth because for them, it's not true. They feel that they're much more effective at home. They can work just as much, blah, blah, blah. So the idea was, though, 
that communication was part of the problem, that the older generations needed to pinpoint exactly why it wasn't effective for them that Gen Z workers were working from home, that the older generations wanted face-to-face communication to get to know them, to get to know their personalities, to be able to brainstorm better in person, that there were these very specific ideas that the older generations were seeing as maybe problematic, but just at least preferred, especially in longer-term working relationships. And Gen Z wasn't hearing that because it wasn't being said. What was being said is, you're not effective when you work at home. And so there's this communication gap that Gen Z needed more specific information. They didn't want general truth. They wanted specific information. And very often these older generations, and I'm talking about myself in there when I say older generations, just find it easier and simpler to talk in generalities because people know what we're talking about. But Gen Z doesn't do it that way. They need more specific information. They need specific details of what you're talking about, not general truths or general ideals that they do not hold as an ideal. So I hope that makes sense. Um, But I realize I'm not Gen Z. But that's how often how I work because I want to know the principles behind things. I want to know why we're doing this. Not just don't just tell me what we're doing and how to do it. Tell me why we're doing it so that I can value it. And if I don't value it, I'm not gonna care. I'm gonna end up getting resentful at some point, blah blah blah, problem after problem. So the same thing happens because I don't like tradition. Because it often upholds values that I don't personally care about or they're used as camouflage for ignorance or laziness. Now, I'm not saying all tradition does that. Some of it does. Some of it disguises or just makes a little bit more obscure ignorance or laziness. And I can't help but, but I'm very sorry, I can't help but attack that whenever I sense that that's what's going on. I'll nitpick at that tradition until I find out, oh, you just don't want to do it another way. (laughs) I'm really, I'm really bad at that. I'm very sorry. But here's how it applies to the podcast. I'm finally coming to my point, okay? Here's the point. I believe that Christians should have strong beliefs, not just traditional ones, and I think most of you would agree with me, if not all of you, that we need strong beliefs, especially because in our current day and age, we need to know why we believe it, not just for ourselves, but for other people who might need those very specific reasons. Uh, Peter says in 1 Peter 3 that we need to always have an answer ready for the hope that we have, the hope that we have in the resurrection and in heaven. For a hope to really be a hope, it cannot disappoint and it cannot let us down. So we need to make sure that where we place our hope is in truth, not tradition, not what we want to be true, etc, etc, all the other things that I've already been saying. And we need to know the facts and we need to know the truth and we need to know what's behind those traditions. If not for ourselves, do it for that generation that needs to hear the specifics. And I think we're going to find more and more of those people that want specifics. They don't want to know, praise Jesus, he's our savior. What's savior? What does that mean? We have to stop relying on Christianese 
to help people understand Christianity. That's very specific jargon. It's not always going to cut it when somebody walks in and says, what does it mean to be blessed? (laughs) I like to ask people, what does it mean to be blessed? What do you mean by that? Because I think we all mean something a little bit different because it's a little bit of a hard concept and we might not actually know what it means. And we'll talk about that in another episode. So I hope you guys are with me. I hope you guys want to know the principles behind things. I hope you want really good concrete facts and details about the Bible and what it says. And I hope that you feel bold to confront ideas that you haven't necessarily truly understood before. And it might be a little nerve wracking to do that. Um, I know it is for me a little bit because I don't want to upset the apple cart too much. (laughs) But I want to know better, how does God really work? And what does he really say? And how does he really say it? And who is he really? Not the way that we imagine him to be, but how is he really? Um, He's kind and gentle, so I don't think he's going to scare us. I don't think he's the boogeyman. But I want to let him be who he really is rather than what I emotionally need him to be. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. I hope you guys have a great day and I really look forward to being back with you in the next couple of weeks. We have some really good stuff coming up. All right, have a good one. Bye.